you know, folks may be aware that uh, the Davis Stair School was voted uh, surplus by the school committee. And I anticipate in the July or August meeting, um, the council will kind of, for lack of a better term, uh, formally adopt the care, custody and control of the building um, over the summer, which then triggers a registry of deeds process. Um, and then we'll trigger a process of what to do with the building later. Mm-hmm. Steve Sherlock here for Franklin Matters, Franklin Public Radio, anywhere on the internet at WFPR.FM and in the local Franklin Mass area dial at 102.9 here today for a talk Franklin session with our town administrator, Jamie Helen. Jamie, happy Friday. Happy Friday, Steve. Beautiful out. It's gorgeous. Yes. It is gorgeous. Before the heat wave. Before the heat wave. You know, and as while we appreciate the weather and I'm hope so, the, even the 10 day outlook looks well for 4th of July, because folks who may remember last 4th of July was kind of rainy. So I'm hoping that they, they got good weather. But on the other hand, I'm also concerned because now we're into our second level of drought. And so at some point in time, we need rain, but certainly not <laughs> on the 4th of July, please. <laughs> I know. Be careful what we wish for. If only we could control Mother Nature, right? I know. We've learned we can't. No. Nope. Um, and we shouldn't. Uh, hopefully we never will because uh, Mother Nature is going to continue to dictate uh, what happens. But the good news is, is in Franklin, Steve, as you kind of have uh, laid, laid out, you know, we, we just got the, um, the Metro West Symposium. We had, um, you know, the, uh, the Art Week, uh, Art Walk. Yeah. Um, we've had a bunch of other, the, uh, the Strawberry Stroll, a bunch of other festivals. And those are kind of like the kickoffs. Um, but really now we're in the thick of it. And we've got a slate of events throughout the whole summer in town. Uh, I was just on my FM 103 this morning with, uh, with Ray. Yeah. And, um, you know, we were talking about how people, you know, aren't really going out as much for entertainment as much as they used to. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the reasons is because ticket prices for main events, sports events and stuff are just out of they're obviously for the upper to affluent uh, classes. Right. Yeah. And so here's some great free entertainment at the local level um, that doesn't involve anybody having to drive far. Uh, there's right. no so gas involved gas, really. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You can really stretch out a little bit this weekend starts, um, you know, uh, the pride festival on the common on Sunday, the 26th of June from 12 to four, just a great family friendly event with some food trucks and, um, and no, uh, no politics, just some celebration of the community in Franklin in the area. Um, I'm really uh, want to give Sarah Mabardi and Patrick Kinner a huge shout out for their incredible efforts to get that together in such a short mm-hmm. time. Um, there's a new alliance in town, the Franklin LGBTQ Alliance, which I'm really proud and happy that they uh, that they set up that nonprofit um, to work with other people in the community around this. And they've got some vendors and booths and um, they're selling a lot of gear. I bought a couple of T-shirts. Steve, I hope you did, too. I, I'm waiting um, to pick them up on Sunday. Absolutely. I'm <laughs> I can't wait. Um, and I will, uh, I'll be there as well. Uh, my wife and I are going to go, uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. And then the 4th of July is up the week of after yes. give Paul, uh, and Joe, a tremendous amount of credit. One of the things I really love about what they've done is they've got the day long blues festival on the common, which I think was sorely needed in Franklin. Sure. They got some really, really, really good bands that are playing all free for the public and yep. then free, uh, that evening from 10 o'clock the high school we're bringing the fireworks back to franklin after a a short lapse through the pandemic so 
Um, and then after that, we get into concerts on the common. Uh, the farmer's market is every Friday, as everybody knows, but uh, the bands and the acts uh, have been working with Ryan uh, Jetty to start a little earlier. So we're trying to make the Friday afternoons on the common a more festive, um, you know, uh, more a better experience, if you will, where there's going to be uh, food trucks and food from the farmer's market. People can hang out and enjoy the music on the common, throw Frisbees around, play some baseball, whatever kids want to do, or just yep. run and scream and be kids. Um, and then there's some movie nights in August. Yes. Um, uh, and so for the kids as well. So it's really, really a fun summer, free for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, I know the tickets for the rides at the carnival uh, are not free, obviously, and the food no. people have to purchase on their own, but uh, just a lot of great stuff. And I just, I can't say enough and hope that people get out in town to, uh, to enjoy it. Yeah, I recorded a session with Paul and Joe yesterday, so that'll be coming oh, cool. shortly. Um, because, yeah. yeah, I was impressed as I was going through and then working on the calendar. Uh, even on the farmer's markets, the coordination with Jay, uh, Ryan and the food trucks and the uh, concerts on the common and stuff. Effectively, from the farmer's market through, you've got alternating weekends of or weeks of uh, the food trucks and the movie nights, there's music either at the farmer's market or at yeah. concerts on the common there's it's jam packed. So from two, sometimes till 10, yeah. <laughs> you got something to do on a Friday. And then in the fourth, specifically starting the Thursday through the fourth, they've got a variety of music from blues. Uh, they got the reggae coming back. They've got a brass band. Jamie Barrett's of course going to perform who yeah. you, you, what, you could not do Fourth of July without Jamie Barrett, right? Yep. yep. <laughs> and then, of course, the blues. Um, and yeah, they were talking as well. Hopefully that the weather holds because last year the groups were dynamite, but the weather just played havoc with yeah. that schedule that day. Yeah. So, yeah. So we're going to wish for some sun. We know we're going to get some heat this weekend, but um, great summer stuff in Franklin. Hope everybody can join in. Absolutely. And certainly look to the Franklin Matters and to the cultural calendar. Those calendars are updated and will be updated as things continue to change and things get added to because we're we're still coming out of the pandemic. I'm not sure if we're ready to say we're out yet, but yeah, people are oh, ready. Certainly. To go I out. am. <laughs> <laughs> I know we are, but, you know, I just hesitate. It's just. Well, I think that, you know, I, I mean this and I think there's, you know, I, I know what you're saying, Steve. And I'm not uh, contradicting, but just talked about this with Ray on our show, which was, right. you know, just to, you know, I, I know there's a lot of concern out there um, and there's a lot yelling and social media and white yeah. noise, but, you know, but, you know, this is supporting our own communities, our own people. Um, you know, I hate, you know, to say this necessarily, but I, I just think at some point we've got to turn COVID into um, it's just another virus, like the right. flu, like a bacterial infection, like bronchitis. Yeah. It just has to enter the menu of what we all could get. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Boston Globe had a fascinating article this week about the people who have never gotten COVID. Yes. And now they're becoming the extreme minority and worried about when is my time. <laughs> and, um, and so it's like, okay. Um, but you know, um, I, I hope I would never get the flu, but I've gotten the flu, um, yep. you know, and so, um, you know, I, I think people, uh, hopefully people can get back out a little bit and support some of the local arts. Yeah. Cause I think one of the themes, if 
while we had kind of the budget season and the festival season, clearly we're getting into one of the other pieces that it highlights is really that private public partnership, mm -hmm. right? Because to, while this town is now in the new budget, stepping up to facilitate the Memorial Day parade, everything else that we talked about from the Pride Day, the 4th of July, uh, Strawberry Festival, Cultural Festival coming later, the town really doesn't do those. <laughs> they, yeah. they help. But everything else is some other nonprofit coalition formed and it's volunteers, donations. It's important. And, and yet people say, oh, it's Franklin. But <laughs> those who know, know it's really it's Franklin plus. <laughs> it, people do get it confused. And sometimes, I, as you know, I draw the line with a lot of folks, because if we open up one, we have to open up for everybody. And we don't right. have the money or time, obviously, to do this. And I, and I still I still maintain this position that. You know, some of it's just flat out we can't do like the 4th of July. We've been through all that before. And some of mm -hmm. it we can't take on like other events. But I also maintain that my resistance sometimes to getting into the sponsorships of a lot of these things is not just because of my my view that I don't want to sponsor an event. But I also think it's it's a better event when it's grassroots. That means there's sure. more elbow grease. There's more yeah. energy. The costs are going to be different. Mm -hmm. um, people then have a stake in the game. Absolutely. To make it great, as opposed yeah. to just us doing it and then everybody bossing us around for being backseat driver and, and, and Monday morning quarterback. How come you didn't and, do this? How come you didn't do that? <laughs> and, you know, we don't have the finances or the wherewithal. And some of it is actually really illegal, like fireworks. We can't sure. spend public money on fireworks. But, um, you know, but um, you, you just I think it's more of an empowerment tool. And the yeah. Pride Festival this weekend uh, is a great example of that, you know, um, of of having some difficult conversation resistance and then saying, I'm fully on board with you a hundred percent. I think mm -hmm. it's a great idea, yeah. but it's going to be better if it's driven by the community and not just the, the town administrator or the superintendent of schools. Right. Yep. Totally agree. Yeah. And it's happening. And in that theme too, uh, going back to the council meeting, you did the reappointments and there were a number of slots where people are stepping up to recontinue their service in a variety of boards and committees. There will be some holes as things kind of the dust settles and you figure out, okay, there's seven people, but five are now, there's still two openings. So sometime in July, you'll have a refresh of, okay, these are the open spots. So People, and as I think back, and I haven't done the numbers, I don't know if you have it off the top of the head, but I think roughly there's 200 or so volunteers that across sit on the variety of boards that effectively help make Franklin function. We have great volunteers. Uh, it was referenced the other night at the meeting that for many years, um, there wasn't really a lot of volunteers. It was difficult to get people. Right. Um, you know, and I will take a, a modest like slice of credit to say when I got here, you know, we did need to get some new blood in um, and um, and we did need to get some seats filled and and we did do some outreach. Uh, mm -hmm. We posted a, a menu of things, I think, in 2016, let's say, Steve, and and um, the floodgates opened up and. Yeah. All these people saw on Twitter and Facebook like a link to go volunteer and all these people started coming in. And um, as I said the other night at the meeting, um, there is a healthy rotation already. There's people who do two terms on something and then mm -hmm. they say, I'm on to the next thing. 
right in life well, and life um, happens along the way i mean life you know? happens <laughs> along the way but i i don't think there's anybody greedy um i don't think there's anybody that's been a bad volunteer i think it's been common practice as well as common sense to say right. geez you had a volunteer donated 100 hours of their time during the year to make a committee go conservation commission is a great example right right and they've been a good member they're they're constructive and then we're going to boot them off it just doesn't seem civic um and um, I, I will say I, I disagree with some of the comments, uh, as I mentioned the other night at the meeting, that to have term limits and stuff yeah. is, is actually a detractor to getting people to volunteer. Volunteers volunteer because they want to give back and they want to help and they want to be part of something fun. Mm -hmm. They don't want to think there's a shelf life to their to their charity. Right. Um, and, you know, I know there's decisions out there by volunteers, particularly like an enforcement board, like conservation or ZBA or maybe another uh, finance committee or something mm -hmm. that maybe somebody doesn't like the opinion of one of the members or didn't like a decision by one of the members. That's not, it's not grounds for kicking people off committees or rotating people in and out. Um, I think, um, I think some, some of it comes from sometimes we get this, Steve, you've been, you, you watch council meetings and, and all the finance committee and school committee for a long time, mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes it's just simply inconvenient moments of, of, well, I don't like that person. They didn't really rule in my the way I want. So, right. you know, at some point we're going to have retribution and, 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 and say, we well, can't be on anymore. Um, that, that to me is an extreme government. And um, I think it's a bad move. We've had a uh, library board of trustees, the FinCom conservation commission, um, all of the cultural council, a couple of times, cultural district committee, AgCom, all of these people and appointments almost all of them have turned over in the last five or six years yeah. since we started putting out more announcements. Now sure. we're going to have another one coming out soon as a plug for the listeners who may want to volunteer. We are going to put another one out probably in July. Uh, we had a staff meeting this morning and talked about it. We're going to list out all the seats and there'll probably be like seven or eight that'll be on there um, on some big committees too, on all sure. the ones I just mentioned. Yeah, But people should really just put in what they feel like and, you know, we keep those resumes or, or applications rather here so that in the future, you know, we can try to tap into that. And a lot of times somebody will apply a year and a half ago and then we call them up and they're and they're and they're interested. Susan Eunice was a perfect example. I mentioned the other night who mm -hmm. um, who was on a board now that she's really excited and helpful on, but wasn't on the one she originally chose. Yeah. And I think one of the aspects of in even in the most recent period, call it last the half of my time, 15 years, so the last seven, eight years, suggestions and or recommendations have in fact come to fruition, which should reinforce that, oh, I can really have a say. So if somebody does step up and then, you know, an example, even going back to the town common, somebody realized we didn't have handicapped parking and put in a suggestion. And what do we have? We have handicapped parking. Just as an example of something now, going back to even the, the budget and the Community Preservation Act, there's recommendations in there, and maybe they're not in this first cut pass, but they will be addressed at some point in time because some things take a little bit more time than others. So when King Street's redone, there's going to be additional pickleball courts or somewhere else, but at least that recommendation will come to fruition which then helps to foster, oh yeah, I can get engaged. I can be, I can volunteer. I'm going to make things happen. <laughs> and that's a, probably that's a, a, bold that's a nice win-win cycle. Yeah, this is probably a bold statement that someday I may want to retract, but I'll say it anyways, just because it's in the mood of the day. But 
and it's good for radio, but it, 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 when people complain, I agree with you completely. And I'm glad you said that because you watch very closely what goes on. People's impact is valued. I mean, our input is valued. Mm-hmm. We do do things a lot of the times that people ask us to do. Right. And I think sometimes when we get uh, the cynics, um, I think what ends up happening is what I find out is those are the people that never participated in anything. They show up randomly once and they just growl about everything being wrong. They're cynical and they've never even given a positive comment. Right. And I, I think that um, even the citizens comment this week, which was the Franklin green team. Yes. And they were doing a project for the high school. I know those young kids are going to show up to the August presentation on green communities that myself and Alicia are going to give. And, and that's what matters. It, it mm-hmm. does have an impact. Um, and I think sometimes when people don't like what happens, I will end up finding out they really never participated. Yeah, either that or they, and I've been finding, and that's one of the reasons why I do what I do, is they don't necessarily understand the process. Because as we've talked here, government yeah. works slowly. Um, and unfortunately, in the social world and the cultural environment, things have to happen immediately. And we know that doesn't happen. Sometimes it can happen that way, but most of the time it doesn't. So if they understand the process. Sidewalk on Amazon and two day prime, it just doesn't happen that way. No, no. And I know people get frustrated by some of the things that they wish could happen and are a lot more expensive and complicated to happen, but the expectations sometimes are just too, too high. Mm -hmm. But I think on the doable stuff and to your point, like the design review committee, People go, what's that? That sounds boring. That determines recommendations to the planning board on signage and facade uh, issues, which have a quality of life, beautification, visibility impact to the community. That committee has a real role. And Mm -hmm. for people that care about the image of the town and the looks, you know, and this, that, or the other thing, they should get involved in design review. And to your point about understanding the process, it takes years to understand the process. This is why the town pays, you know, uh, you know, hires the people we do who are experts in what they do. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of times volunteers um, and the new ones on the elected boards will tell all of you this, you know, it does take a while to go through several budget cycles to learn it, several zoning cycles. Councilor Hanlon's the one I always use, right, Steve? It, yep. She just she came to meetings for a year and a half before she ran. She sat next to me. We were the only yeah. ones together for a and long time. And she still asks and is still lost sometimes on zoning and yeah. is still learning about it. And she's still improving. And she's happy to admit that. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, it does take a commitment from people. You got to want to do it. Um, and uh, we're fortunate enough to have the volunteers who do step up to the plate. Oh, absolutely. I'm still learning every single meeting I go to. Me too. I do too. I read the town code, the town attorney. We, 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 we're never stat. We're never in some etched in cement. We have to continue to be right. nimble and continue to be able to keep an open mind, change our opinions mm-hmm. and, um, and really uh, be able to continue to move forward. And it's okay to be incorrect. It's okay to change your mind. It's okay yeah. to use new facts and it, it, that stuff's okay, but you can't do it when you don't participate. Right. Yeah. And being a keyboard warrior is not the best way to either, you know, <laughs> come out and there's plenty of opportunities to come out even via zoom. So if you don't want to be there personally, you can still via zoom have a comment as yeah. well. 
Um, and via dial, we we know people have come in via the dial option to Zoom and participated. So there are opportunities to do so. And we can certainly, you know, there, there's other things that while it's, quote, summertime, you're not stopping work. <laughs> it may slow a little bit and may pick up on other things, but there's still things happening during the summer that people still can get involved in. The old days are gone, Steve. The old days where the, you know, from Memorial Day-ish to Labor Day was kind of a time for local and state government, uh, elected officials too, to mm -hmm. take a little bit of a breather, kind of take a little bit of the gas off the pedal. Um, everybody's on vacation here or there, away for a long weekend, and it's harder to schedule meetings. And so you kind of just kind of back up and say, well, why don't we wait till September unless something's really you know, needed to be done? Those days are way gone. Um, I would even venture to some degree, it's even more ferocious and furious during the summer because a lot of citizens are away. Right. And so it's actually a time for some of us to regroup. We don't have to put out a council packet or FinCom packet mm -hmm. in the summer yeah. off for the council sure. meets, but FinCom and CPC. So fewer night meetings and that space for all the staff gets occupied with the back burner that's accumulated over the last year. And so all the other stuff that needs to get done that perhaps didn't because you had a time crunch that needed to be ready, needed to be published, needed to be done. Now you can catch all the other stuff that happens. Yeah, totally. So we do have a laundry list uh, this summer. Um, you know, folks may be aware that uh, the Davis Stair School was voted uh, surplus by the school committee. And I anticipate in the July or August meeting, um, the council will kind of, for lack of a better term, uh, formally adopt the care, custody, and control of the building um, over the summer, which then triggers a registry of deeds process. Um, and then we'll trigger a process of what to do with the building later. Mm -hmm. Some um, sort of committee, commission, shareholders, multiple yeah. people, et cetera, It'll to probably, determine what do we do? I'll, I'll throw a little bit out there just to give the listeners a little tease. But I mean, I think at the end of the day, given the, the, the proximity of that land and the, the passion around of it, I think at the end of the day, it's probably my recommendation will probably be to the council to do it all themselves. I think they're going to be um, the, every every counselor is going to have um, constituencies and people giving them ideas. Um, they're all going to have uh, an opinion, at least I hope they do. And it's such a big decision, not just on the school. The, the building is one piece of it for sure. But the land. But the land is a whole nother bag of ball, ball of wax. And I think that, um, you know, as they move forward, they're going to have to really carefully think about what they're doing with the two, three and a half acres uh, in the ball field, in the parking. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, I, I don't think there's any less demand in Franklin for parking in downtown nor ball fields. So those are those are equally big issues, I think. Yep. And I think the cost interest rates going up. Yep. Um, you know, um, there's going to be some tough decisions. And I think eventually the council is going to have to make those decisions, whether it's this group or down the road. And um, I'm hopeful that the entire council will want to be engaged on this one uh, because of the uniqueness of it all. Uh, but you're right. Later this year, they're going to have to make a decision on how to move forward with not just the building, but how to get the public feedback. Mm -hmm. I will say I have committed to an open house. For a lot of those folks out there listening to this mm -hmm. that are townies that want to get back in the building to see their sure. old memories, um, that'll probably be this fall. Um, 
yeah, given a little cooler time to get in through the building as opposed to in the heat. <laughs> well, there's also stuff in the building. People yes, which you still need to continue to load it up with out. PPE yeah. and yep. furniture. And, you know, we need to do proper disposal of that stuff. We're not really disposing of it, by the way, but we right. have to think through that so it's safe for people. Yeah. Um, and there has to be an ADA accessibility component of it. It's not an ADA compliant school. No. Um, and if somebody uh, wants to come to the open house, we have to be ready for that, as we sure. should. Yeah. So these are things that um, the soundbite sounds good. Um, but in reality, every soundbite one of your listeners on this podcast hears, there's probably hours and hours and hours of work behind the scenes to have to get ready for that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And then the other big one that people really should take note of um, is August 10th. The Franklin Plus Steering Committee is going to vote. Seven members, four counselors, two planning board members, and one ZBA appointee are going to vote on giving the staff direction from the MAPC zoning study for mm-hmm. downtown. So that should be a nice night. Uh, I'm on the edge of my seat like everybody else, wondering what people are going to mm-hmm. do. And we still have this overhanging downtown parking and town lots issue that right. um, we have been working on a little. Um, but you know, we've just been cramped for time and, and, um, and I don't anticipate that coming back up to maybe, uh, you know, July, August. Yeah. Maybe August even, because I think at least from the Dean students who are clearly away, we'd, we'd be good to have something in place so that that could be introduced to them as they come in. Cause that's where at least some of the rubber that was causing some frustration amongst the neighbors was, was occurring when the students were around. We did go out and stripe. If you go down West Street, um, you'll see the additional striping between the spaces to the curb where a lot of the scaffold kids were, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they were just jamming their car in between the road and the pole. It wasn't right. space, but it looked yep. like one. So that should improve. Um, you know, the bigger discussion is really about the, the town parking lots. Um, you know, commuters have dissipated. Are they coming back? Are they not? Yeah, nobody's um, got that crystal ball yet. <laughs> nobody's got that crystal ball yet. Um, and so I, 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 I think downtown parking, um, you know, we're going to try to uh, get that resuscitated uh, later this summer. Mm-hmm. It should be a busy summer for everybody here. Absolutely. Uh, that's just the short list. There's a lot of that's, other things going on yeah. too. Uh, but, uh, but we'll just keep moving forward and hope all yeah. the listeners out there have a great 4th of July and um, you know, have a wonderful uh, pride. And uh, we'll see you in the next fiscal year. Yes. Next fiscal year is coming up. And certainly as a quick reminder, there are plenty of alerts you can sign up for on the town side. You can certainly, if you're not already subscribed to Franklin Matters, we just give you one email a day to keep you aware of what's going on. And thank you again, Jamie, for taking time to do this. Um, And hopefully the listeners will appreciate because we do this because Franklin Matters. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tintype Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. 
By the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.